Real Life NYC. We are at Real Life NYC Studios. I am sitting with, I am so excited about tonight. Uh, this interview is going to be very informative and amazing. And I'm sitting here with uh, my beautiful co-host, my daughter, Hi. Justine Reyes, and our beautiful guest, Kimberly Joy. Hello. Thanks for being here tonight. This is exciting. And of course, give it up for producer Stevenson in the house. Without Ooh. him, this would not be possible. So we have a great team at Real Life. And we're going to get into it because we have a very important topic to discuss that we believe will be very helpful to men and women alike, families, especially our ladies who are dealing with some very severe issues that go undiagnosed and namely we're going to be discussing today endometriosis so kimberly is amazing first of all uh she is a marathon runner is that correct that is correct how many marathons one or two two wow two new Goals. york city yeah. two new york city marathons okay. not not a virtual right uh, pandemic marathon even no, though those are legit too but. yeah <laughs> so two new york city marathons that in itself we have to do like another podcast for that alone for sure oh yeah just to definitely. discuss because i'm a runner and a lot of us do run to discuss your training tips i'm sure that would be very helpful but we'll save that for another day kim also uh wow works for capital one yeah and you as do a content writer as a content writer that i just learned tonight that's really exciting too you're gonna help me write my book one day <laughs> so yeah so why don't we just uh pick it up and let's discuss this topic that is uh very, very interesting and needs awareness. Justine. So, endometriosis. What is that? <laughs> to paint a picture for you guys, let me just read a small poem or excerpt. I feel trapped. My body is a prison. But this pain isn't newly arisen. For years, I've been battling this disease, this sickness that brings me to my knees. My heat pads, PJs, my bed, waiting for the dreaded monthly bloodshed, the embarrassment, depression, isolation that has no cessation. There's no cure, no quick fix, no need to the pain, we, no end to the pain we endure. One option is to take my chance at motherhood away. What a huge price to pay. This disease of our womanhood that we get told is falsehood. We get told this is normal or it's in our head when we are writhing, crying in bed. But somehow we find the strength inside, the despair we manage to hide. We battle through every day. Somehow we find a way. We are strong-headed conquerors, us amazing endo warriors. Wow. Powerful. Very intense. So that is a small poem. So let's just read the Mayo Clinic definition. What is endometriosis? So defined endometriosis is an often painful disorder in which the tissue, similar to the tissue that normally lines the inside of your uterus, the endometrium, grows outside your uterus. Endometriosis most commonly involves your ovaries, fallopian tubes, and the tissue lining your pelvis. Rarely, endometrial-like tissue may be found beyond the area where the pelvic organs are located. Um, let me continue. Hold on one second. Okay. With endometriosis, the endometrial-like tissue acts as an endometrial tissue would. It thickens, breaks down, and bleeds with each menstrual cycle. 
But because this tissue has no way to exit your body, it becomes trapped. When, the, when endometriosis involves the ovaries, cysts called endometriomas may form. Surrounding tissue can become irritated, eventually developing scar tissue and adhesions. Bands of fibrous tissue that can cause pelvic tissues and organs to stick to each other. Mm. Endometriosis can cause pain, sometimes severe, especially during menstrual periods. Fertility problems may also develop. Fortunately, effective treatments are available. So, Kim, Mm. we got a little visual on what endometriosis is, and Mm. this is what Kim deals with. So, Kim, let's hear a little bit of your journey, how this started, and if you can enlighten us on this issue. Sure. Um, So... When I was in college, I started experiencing a lot of really heavy, intense pain. I was actually sitting in class one day and I had really bad pain in my left side. And I thought it was just maybe stomach pain or something like that, something that would go away. Was it at the time of your regular cycle or it wasn't, it wasn't, which is, yeah, that, and that's why I was really confused at the time. So, um, I eventually went home, the pain persisted for a couple of days until one day I was toppling over like on the floor and just in severe, severe pain, crying to my mom. And, um, my mom was like, you know what, we need to take you to the emergency room. So that's what we did. And I remember sitting in the emergency room, waiting to be seen, waiting to be, um, just like just to have a doctor come in mm-hmm. and check me out. Um, but things like that, they don't really take seriously, right. um, mm-hmm. especially in an emergency room. Um, mm-hmm. So when I was finally seen, I got like a lot of tests done. Um, eventually, I was there for the whole day and they told me that they found a mass in my left ovary. So oh, goodness, when you hear mass, yeah. you think, what? That can't be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like what's, what are you talking right. about? So, um, I was ordered some CAT scans, MRIs, just a bunch of things. And they told me that the, I needed to be admitted. Um, I was 19 at the time. So I've been scared. Whoa. I was terrified yeah. and I'm not ashamed to say that I asked my mom to stay with me in the hospital. Of course. Of course. And, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there by you myself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually surprised that they admitted you. I thought you were going to say that they referred you, didn't find anything and then referred you to your doctor. No, they found no. a mask they found and a admitted mask you. And they admitted me. Whoa. So what they also found in the scans was that there was fluid in my ovary and the fluid was from a ruptured cyst oh goodness so with like you were saying justine um with endometriosis you are prone to having cysts to having ruptured cysts and uh when i say that ruptured cysts are is that what called it cause that pain yes oh. a cyst ruptured oh, a, a ruptured cyst because sometimes you can have a cyst and, and not even and not feel right it. that's true and and yeah so the the actual fluid causes the pain. Mm-hmm. I remember begging for a uh, Toradol, um, which is like the pain medication mm-hmm. that they would give in the IV because I was so desperate. Like wow. over-the-counter pain medications was not helping wow. me at all. So um, I stayed in the hospital for two nights um, along with my mom, um, mm-hmm. who went back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, thank God for my mom. Yeah. Um, and then I was discharged. Um, 
they said everything was was fine. Mm-hmm. Follow up with your GYN, right. mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> you know, get on a plan, and and hopefully everything will will work out for you. And they sent me off. Mm-hmm. And what about the mass? So since it ruptured, the mass was no longer there. Oh, so okay. it, it must that have ruptured while I was in the hospital, Got which you. was causing even more like, or some fluid was like leaking from it, which sounds really, really disgusting mm-hmm. because it is, mm-hmm. but it's more so painful. Right. Um, and when they released you, did they give a diagnosis? No diagnosis. Just the fact that I had an ovarian cyst um, and it, you know, it ruptured and you know, follow up with your GYN and that's, you know, so it was, and if you need pain medicine, they, they did not prescribe anything for me, but they said for me to take over the counter stuff. And, and it's, it's hard when you're in an emergency room setting and you're not with a doctor. I didn't have, I was 19. I didn't have a GYN at the time. So you don't, you don't know anything about this. Exactly. Like this is the the first time I've, I've ever heard of it. And so Sorry, I'm just prior to, sorry to interrupt, prior to that, mm-hmm. how were, how were your cycles? Were they very painful? I don't know if you're going to get into that later, but I was you said always, that was the first time yeah, you ended up in the hospital. Right. So I was always, I was always regular and I was always, I, I would maybe not always in pain, but I always had severe pain um, in the sense that I would be, it would be debilitating for at least a day or two. But I think that, and the reason why I say it wasn't like that bad is maybe because I experienced it for so long that right. I got used to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought okay. it was normal. I was going to ask you that. And you know, okay. I'm wincing in pain visibly oh, as you're telling me about this. And what you just said about your periods have always been severe. That's how I was before wow. I gave birth. So I was like that. It was debilitating taint, debilitating. <laughs> debilitating <Yes>. pain <laughs> couldn't make it out of bed Hold sometimes on a second. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. she, she completed i couldn't make it out of bed sometimes mm-hmm. uh, tylenol would not help right um i had to get naproxen i had to be uh prescribed oh, wow, naproxen. Yeah. that worked and that's yeah, really that's intense. an elise, i think yeah that was really bad to the point where i would be like i, I couldn't do anything really yeah. could not do anything so then i'm thinking about that and like 10 times worse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i can't oh even God. imagine yeah it's it's not fun. <laughs> I mean, I also, I should note, and I, I was talking to Justine about this earlier, but I got my period at a very young age. Um, I was eight years old when I first oh, got that's it. Young. Yeah. I was in the third grade and really young. my, my mom was like, what? Like, this is, you know, this is weird. I have two older sisters and that never happened to them. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've always been regular um, ever since then. And then, um, you know, the pain would always be severe and, and not just in my stomach, but I had back pain. I had, you know, headaches, I yeah. had migraines, mm-hmm, things too. like that. And it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't, a like my quality of life was not what it should have been. Exactly. Especially for, you know, being a 19 year old girl, exactly. I was in my first year of college. And another thing was that I was missing out on I was missing classes a lot because right. of the pain that I was in, in mm-hmm. during this time. So that was yeah. really rough for me because I'm very, I, I, I mean, I love academics and I love school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was really important to me. Yeah. So, you know, having to miss out on school was 
it was heartbreaking for me also. And it really took a toll on me emotionally. Yeah. Um, so when I followed up, um, just like after um, being discharged from the hospital, I uh, met with my sister's GYN, who she delivered my sister's babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't shout this doctor out, but okay. she was not, <laughs> she was not a good doctor to me. And the reason why I say this, and I'm not saying that that's how she was like to other people, but, um, I found that she didn't take my situation seriously. Mm-hmm. So she, and that's common, right? Very, very common. And I, I, in a way I felt like I was learning about what was going on with me. Um, as I was going, as it was happening to right, me. Because this is all new to you, like you said. Right. And again, endometriosis was not even mentioned to me at wow. all yet. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is like maybe months, you know, months of this going on. So finally, I I go in, I see her. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, I need you to get an endoscopy done. I need you to get a colonoscopy done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, getting all of these things done. Wow. I mean, even when I got the endoscopy done, they found ulcers in me, but obviously I'm going to have an ulcer. I'm stressed out yeah. because, you know, yeah. I have all of this pain. Intense pain. Yeah. So everything else was cleared with all of those other um, procedures. And then finally, she's like, well, I think that you are showing some symptoms of endometriosis. Okay. Yes. Finally, the word is Finally, spoken. exactly. And wait, Kim, why do you think that this goes so undiagnosed? Like, why wouldn't... Is it because every woman goes through period pain, so when they say severe pain, they're like, oh, that's normal? Or, like, why wouldn't they... Why wouldn't that be the first thing? So, yes, I would say... I, I don't... I don't know if it's that... If it's that, you know, it's, yes, it's period pain. So this is, you know, normal. normal. This is, you know, it, it, it's a combination of that, but it's also a combination of endometriosis and the symptoms that surround it. Mm-hmm. It mimics other issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in okay. your definition, what you were reading mm-hmm. earlier, you were saying that the tissue grows when it's supposed to grow inside of the uterus, Mm -hmm. the lining of the uterus, it grows actually on the outside. Mm -hmm. So it grows on your fallopian tubes. It grows on your bladder. It grows in all of those areas. Yeah. So you can feel like you have maybe a urinary tract infection. You can feel like you can't use the bathroom. You can feel, you know, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of different things that affecting other organs. Exactly. So it does, it is one of those undetected, diseases you know that that it goes on that way because it mimics other do we have any stats on this uh not off the top of my head (laughs) just curious what what that might be maybe um stevenson can look that up for us while we yeah it's it's definitely it's it definitely mimics other things and that's what makes it really really hard i think for people to detect it and for doctors in this case to take it seriously my doctor was you know like i said she sent me to get so many other things done before she thought that i had endometriosis and um, I showed up to her office, you know, in tears and just like, I, you know, please like do something because I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain and I can't like go anywhere. I'm, you know, constantly, 
um, I need to be near my mom who, you know, when you're, you know, when as a girl, like just me being, you know, mm-hmm. really close to my mom, I want to be with my mom when I'm not feeling well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then finally she said, you know what, I, we need to take you in for surgery just to completely make sure oh. that you are clear and so that you have, and you said at that this you point they knew you had, she said you had endo the well she said she suspected that it was endo but that the surgery would completely diagnose me okay i have to go through a surgery to diagnose yeah okay i had the stat that says it could take anywhere between four and 11 years for women to receive the correct diagnosis Mm -hmm. wow that's accurate yep yeah and as many as six out of every 10 cases of endometriosis remain undiagnosed Mm -hmm. six out of ten yeah it's very it's it's very and and it's it's sad because you know you don't know what somebody is going through it's one of those issues that you look at the person and you don't know right what it is that they're dealing with yeah so I went in for surgery and I think another reason why this went on for me undetected for a couple of months is because endometriosis was not as like common right dur- during that time. This is like maybe around like 2008, 2009. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't common. Not talked about. Not talked about. Now it's in like commercials. It's in. It's like gone ri- viral. It's completely viral. And it's because it's becoming more and more common. A lot of mm. young girls are becoming more diagnosed and it's because becoming like more known to people and to the public and globally thank you stevenson 190 million women wow yeah yeah it is it is a it's a lot it's incredible and it's i mean i've read things about it being genetic but none of my you know my sisters don't have it Yeah, yeah my mom's never had it nothing like that so um i went in for surgery yes um a couple now, months later the marathons mm-hmm. you did this while having this is this is after after the surgery this is after okay. much okay. it was so, like a couple years after so before the surgery were you training like that or running like Not i know you all. train serious i see some of your posts online yeah you go pretty hard <laughs> yeah you do. um so um Prior to the surgery, were you working out that hard? Was working out not even in the picture at all? Not at all. Because, I did not. Because of? Definitely because of that, but also just during that time. And it's it's really tough for me to even admit this now and say this now, but I was not big on working out when I was in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Like working out became a really important thing for me, like probably maybe a year after surgery okay. like that really after my second surgery because wow. which i'll two get surgeries? to because i've had two surgeries for endometriosis yeah okay. so it's uh, working out and exercise and all of that was not it wasn't as important to me because of the pain or because of the because of the pain it was or just you definitely just because of the pain but okay. also because i just i just didn't feel like it sometimes right. why and would you yeah You're in pain all the time right yeah, right fun. exactly okay. Sorry, go ahead, Justine. No, no, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so when I went in for the surgery, the surgery was maybe a half an hour long. It was very short. Okay. It was very sweet. It was... What were they doing? Removing tissue? They were removing tissue and cleaning the insides. So in during that surgery they also take pictures okay so i was able to see some photos of what 
what it looked like. And when I say photos, I mean like the types of photos that are taken like on digital cameras, like colored. Oh, wow. goodness. Great. Yes. Like- yes. Because what it is, it's they, they make an incision um, in your navel. They insert like a probe in your mm-hmm. navel and then they have an incision slightly below that and they like they insert a camera. It's like really graphic. I can't even. No, like, you're totally it. under for this. Correct. I'm t- completely yeah. under anesthesia. I wouldn't want to yes. see the inside of me. Definitely not. Some people are interested in that. It helps them like get I don't know. It. I don't know. Yeah, some yeah. people it's like to see it because they want to know that it's fixed. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. That's true. It's Well, what I found out after that was, yes, I, I did. I do have or I was diagnosed then completely with endometriosis. And two, wow. they detected a degenerated fibroid in my uterus. God, so explain that. does one have to do with the other um or you I can mean, have the fibroid degenerated without having endometriosis yes okay but because i i mean i guess when you have endometriosis you can you're more prone to right, getting that these makes things. sense okay yeah so um a degenerated fi- degenerated fibroid is a basically a bloody fibroid. Okay. Occasionally, it moves around. Fibroids are also very common in women. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, if you're lucky, you you don't get um, you don't have pain if you're okay. lucky. Um, <clears throat> but if you're not lucky, then you do have pain. Yeah. And in that case, anytime I would experience any sort of burning pain in my like pelvic area, I would know that yeah. it was because of that. Um, also Gosh. it's, it was a very tiny fibroid. Um, it's still, I still have it, okay. which is like crazy because it's been many years, but it hasn't affected me. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but yeah. Um, and, and that was the first surgery I was discharged I was told to follow up with her okay. again, over the counter medicine, no treatment plan, nothing. Um, were you out? Like, did you have to take off from work? Did you have to do bed rest or were you able to walk around and stuff right after that? So the recovery, it's an outpatient procedure. So I get to go home the same day. My parents okay. were with, were in the waiting room. So that I got to go home. I had stitches that were removed about a week and a half later. Okay. Um, and then, um, the recovery time, I luckily it was during the summer months. So I, I hadn't registered for classes or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was home. I was not working at the time. Okay. I actually quit my job that year. Um, I was working, I was still living at home. So I was working like a retail job at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was home and I, I recovered that way. Thankfully my mom, yeah. you know, my parents were, were there. Thankfully my brother was around as well. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll fast forward six months later, you know, I was, I was pain free for the most part. And then six months later, the same exact thing started no. happening really? to me, the pain in you're my left side. Me. Yeah. And then and I, at that point you're probably freaking out. Like I just went through surgery and now this mm-hmm. is happening and now again? again. Exactly. And that's Sheesh. when I said to myself, you know what? I think it's time for me to see another doctor. Okay. And that's because I felt like she didn't, again, the surgery was only half, half an hour. Mm-hmm. And for all of the pain that I've been through, I'm like, couldn't you have like been mm. looking at me for a little bit longer than a half an hour? You okay. know? Like, yeah. Hence so, the no shout out. <laughs> yeah. Right. She doesn't deserve it. <laughs> so is it common for someone to have several surgeries? Um, that I don't know. Over the I, course of a lifetime. I, I feel like, I feel like I've read situations like that where, 
people have had to go in for multiple surgeries because maybe the clean, like the process the first time around wasn't properly cleaned okay. out or maybe, you know, maybe it just like the pain never went away. Okay. But, you know, it's for me, I just knew like that was my first time having surgery. Yeah. Like, and, you know, at the time I was 19, I, I didn't want to have to deal with this again. And when you say that it was pain free for six months, <clears throat> do you really mean pain free? Like there was no pain or it was just regular like, oh, I got a little cramp, but it's nothing compared to what it was. Or right. It was like, it was bearable. Okay. It was like bearable pain. It right. wasn't like the severe Was pain. your cycle like glorious compared to before? Like, wow. Well, this is I mean, bearable. it was, I, yeah, well, it was always like normal. Like the, like, okay. like it was always normal, but it was, the pain was still there, but okay. it was right. not as bad as before. Cause remember she had cleaned me right. out. It was a very like, noticeable that. difference. Yeah, noticeable difference. definitely. Right. So I thought, okay. okay, great. Like I can go back to living my life. I can, yeah. you know, enjoy school, everything like that. But then when the pain started again, it was, uh, it was, I remember it was like right around my birthday and it was like my 20th birthday and realizing that it, it, I had to see another doctor and I got, I was recommended by my cousin, um, my cousin rather recommended this doctor Mm -hmm. who delivered his wife's, their kids. And, um, she's been my doctor ever since I highly recommend her shout out. Dr. Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Don. amazing. She's amazing. Don or Don? Don. D-O-N? D-O-N-N. And where Dr. is she located? Don. She's on Queens Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, in Elmhurst. Yeah, she's she's amazing. You can let her um, know you shouted her out on the podcast. Yes. Definitely. Maybe she can listen and share. She, she's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Um, so when I went in to see her, she immediately took me seriously. Mm. She... You know, I basically, I mean, I, I kind of left her no choice. I went in there and I was crying because I was in so much pain. Um, and it's embarrassing to kind of be in a public situation where you're crying. Like I've, I've had to go through so many different, um, like MRIs and go to different offices. And thankfully again, like I have to continue like shouting my mom out because Mm -hmm. like she really was there. Yeah. She's, she was there for me like always, but like during this time, like if she hated seeing me in pain, you know? So, um, I mean, I've cried in doctor's offices and I cried to her and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I just Mm. went through this. And she was like, right away. She told me, she's like, you have endometriosis. I know it. I need you to have another laparoscopy, but I'm going to perform it. Okay, In Dr. Other words, Don. Yes. I'm going to do it right. She's very, very Gosh, blunt. Yes. Nice. And she's, I you like know, I, I love it too. And I, I need that. You know, wh- when okay. you're dealing with something like this, people need, you know, that to know that the doctor knows yeah. what's going on. It's assurance for you. Exactly. Yeah. To and know that they're taking you serious. Yeah. It makes you feel like, okay, they ha- they have this under control for Definitely, me. yeah. And it's, I mean, and mind you, I also like, I I grew up in church and at the time I was leading worship every Sunday with my brother in my old church. Mm. And I just remember like feeling like, God, why are you doing this to mm. me? Like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. Right. You know, like I, I thought that I went through this. I thought that it's, it was over, but why again? Right. So yeah. So when it it was really, Mm -hmm. it was really intense. Like as a 20 year old, you know, coming into my own, like being like, you know, a young woman at the time, you know, not knowing. And I'm like, 
this is like the childbearing age. This is, you know, it's, it's an important time. So when she told me that she was going to perform the surgery, I said, okay, like normally I would hesitate. I would, you know, but I was just like, yeah, absolutely comfortable. Now when she did the surgery, it was after my 20th birthday and it was two and a half hours long. What? Compared to, the, compared to the half an hour of the first surgeon, the so first doctor. Does that mean she took more time cleaning things? She and took more time cleaning looking things. Looking at everything. She did an actual like scraping, which wow. like I'm, oh, I know that. that painful too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, D, a DNC. I, oh, you know what those are. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Yes. I'm and sorry, DNC. It's after you have a miscarriage. Our listeners as well. It's after you have a miscarriage yes, and they yes. kind of like scrape, scrape up. Oh, outside. yes. 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 Gotcha. It's very painful. Yeah. It's very, it's very painful. Um, I was in a lot of pain um, after um, just recovering, but I'm, I have to say, and, and just like, thank God I have not had as much um, severe pain since that surgery. Yes. And how long ago was that now? That was in 20... Two, I was 20 years old. Oh my God, that's math. That a few like, years ago. That was not just very few, long just ago. A few, not very long ago. That was like in 2010. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So oh. 12 it, years ago. So since then. Yeah. Since then. So what are some so great. signs and symptoms? I would think for our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, both male and female, because I have two daughters mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. used to that. I grew up, uh, you know, aware of when you have to stay away yeah. <laughs> and uh, being careful and being extra caring toward my daughters and my wife. But what are some symptoms that we can look for? Maybe pain. Yeah, definitely yeah. pain, definitely debilitating pain. Definitely yeah. just that in that severe pain that doesn't feel normal, yep. like pain that lasts a very long time. Mm. Um, pain that causes other issues like nausea, um, migraines me i would throw up on my period yeah see like that's that's not normal see now i'm wondering like because i it was really bad i'm telling you so you know because i've told you before but now after i had the baby things changed where it's like the first day is really bad Mm -hmm. but i'm okay with the heating pad laying in bed for a few hours which before that would have never flew like the cramp the cramps would be all day for like right. three days right but now it's like a few hours in the beginning of the day and like i would never think that a heating pad would do the trick so wow. that does the trick so looking back to what it was where i would be throwing up on my period i would uh, like you know feel like passing out mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i'm wondering like should i go i'm thinking like should i go to dr dawn and then see I mean, I, I highly recommend her. I'm thinking did pregnancy and, and birth just like flush things out? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's very possible. Who knows? Cause the, the, the pain changed mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a lot, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. It still sucks in, in the beginning, but it's not as bad as Christine, it was. You really should. And I yeah. think for our listeners, that's helpful too. Now, so can someone go to their GYN and just say, Hey, I think I have this. And is there just a standard test for that? Definitely. There's no standard test for endometriosis. It's usually symptoms and surgery. And then you would have to do the surgery to see if, because they have to do the camera to see what's inside. Exactly. And if you're, I mean, I mean, doctor, I, I, not that I'm speaking for doctors, but I guess in this case, You've I don't. You've done so much research. Yeah, that you, I feel like you, I prob- right. I'm practically a doctor. Really I could diagnose the, you. Right. right. That's the way it goes. When yeah. you have something, you become so interested in it. Yeah. You, do all you the know research, everything yeah, about it. So. Yeah. But I think 
I don't know that doctors really like when patients come in right, right, and right. are like, I think I have this, so please. Self-diagnose. Yeah, like, you know, like. Google says this. Or WebMD, or, <laughs> right. you know, you don't want to do that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think it could be annoying. Like, the doctor would be like, um. But people are more informed I think it could days. be annoying, but at the same time, you're coming in educated. Like, right. Right. this is what needs to be. I'm not trying to go four to 11 years undiagnosed. Right, right. exactly. So let's check for this. Because, yeah. like, I guess maybe come with all your facts ready. Like, yeah, you know, this like has I'm been happening. this. Right. right. This has been happened to me for five six years Mm -hmm. this 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 happens on my period you know i've been reading up on endometriosis i have a friend who told me maybe so that's why i'm here that's why we're having the podcast yeah (laughs) to bring awareness awareness is important i mean that's i think that that's like a totally fair case to make too like if you can go to your doctor and kind of like be humble about it too because you know like (laughs) like diagnose me right now this is what i have i know you know but just like say hey doctor i think that this is what i'm you know, this is exactly what I've been feeling. Mm. And I think that this could potentially be this. What are your thoughts? Like, yeah. can you, like in your expert opinion, what could you say or what could you tell me about this? Yeah. Um, awareness is important um, for for all of this. Just going back to that. Um, when I was in college, after all of this happened, I used to, um, I was, I went to York College um, for undergrad mm. and I used to have this endometriosis awareness concert. Mm. Really? Yeah. You, you hosted it? Yeah. Me and um, his name at the, his name is Professor Quash and mm-hmm. he's, he's no longer there, but he was the gospel choir director and I was in the choir in school. Oh. So we used to put on and he would have me host it and I would like organize it. So we got the endometriosis awareness, um, the foundation of America, the endometriosis foundation of America. Um, it was oh, like, Kim. I think Padma Lakshmi, you. like a couple of actresses. It, it's very like well known now, but we had some speakers wow. come in. Nice. I would sing or, you know i we'd have like the choir sing and and it would be a really great way to bring awareness especially because that was important to me because it all started for me like the pain started for me in school when i was attending right. york right. so that was Look like a big that. part of my like undergrad like studies it was something that i that i really really tre- cherished and really appreciated that you're, at the time you're he, a poster girl for, for endometriosis. endometriosis i love so that you've been that, spreading yeah, awareness since then yeah that's really that's good. really cool and that's so all right so to off track a little bit mm-hmm. um from those days when you were promoting um do you still keep in touch with anyone have you have do you have any testimonials of everyone anyone that said hey you know wow thank you so much because because yeah. of you, I now know I have this. Anyone? Yeah. Well, nobody that has personally been diagnosed with it, but people have come to me and say, you know what? I have a family member or like my mom was dealing with like this. Like me and yeah. my sister. That, yeah, that yeah. makes and it. I referred my sister to That Kim. makes it worth yeah. it. Yeah. And I had the <laughs> best conversation yeah. with her and, you know, and it, it really, I it think she went me. to Dr. Dawn. Oh, did she? I believe she did. Oh, that's Queen's awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah. I believe she goes to Dr. Dawn. Okay. Yeah. That makes it all worth it. Yeah. You can help someone else. It And it's like, it's such a... I have to say like just being like female and talking like Justine is here. Also JG, like I appreciate you being here too, to offer that male perspective, but just having like a one-on-one conversation with a female about this stuff. Um, you know, because I, you know, like I've had doctors tell me, you know, Oh, you know, it could be difficult for you to have children and that's, you know, and that's, that's a hard thing to stomach. Um, 
no pun intended. <laughs> Even though right. it's not really the stomach, but whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hits you in your gut, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but I, it is something that makes me, it, it makes me emotional, but it makes mm. me, um, very sensitive to mm. that topic. Yeah. Um, very personal to you. Definitely. And you know, the, again, like that's, that's something that we as believers, um, will, like for me, like putting my trust in God during that time, mm-hmm. I had so many lash outs with God during oh, that yeah. time, Come on, you know, just you do it. screaming and, right. and just like, like not even praying, just screaming like, God, why are you doing this to me? And God Gosh. telling me, those are the best yeah. prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even honest. just to, just to bring like that, that spiritual, um, you know, connection to this after that surgery, when I, when I was still dealing with some like recovery pain and I was still frustrated about, you know, the pain that I was dealing with, God spoke to me and God said to me, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am in your life? And it was clear words that I had never heard before. It was audible. It's like a Job. This is Job moment. Yes. And it was very, it was kind of like, I, I was so wrecked from that because I said you, it was like a way of me standing up to the pain, standing up to the enemy right. for trying to steal my joy, yeah. you know, throughout all of this. So that was like really, really a really great encounter with the Lord at that time for me as well. Wow. So it was, yes, it was a physical, you know, a lot of a physical battle for right. sure. But in it, it also messed with me spiritually yeah. because I lost, you know, my faith, especially when you're in physical pain, you know, I, I just didn't even, I couldn't even, even know what function. to do. Yeah. You know what to do, you, do with yourself. Do you even care? Right. Are you even there? Exactly. Like, are you listening? Like, do you, you, don't you see the pain that I'm in? see? Wow. Right. And then, um, just like not, not to get off track of endometriosis, mm-hmm. but a couple of years ago, I was in the hospital for something else. Mm. And at, at this point, just going through, and this is just like where, where our, our trials, you know, Right. You know, we persevere. Thank God. But um, I just remember going through that and being in the hospital and thinking, yeah, Satan, that's what you have for me. Like, I got this. Like, God got this. Like, you know, like, Mm. and and it sounds like kind of silly to like talk that way. Right. But it sounds kind of corny and cheesy if you Mm -hmm. think about it. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, really like, this is like, like a dumb thing for you to do right now because right. look at what God did for me like, then. Do you know who you've been messing with right exactly. now? Exactly. Like, do you know what exactly. I've been through? Exactly. Because those, it's, awesome. it's amazing because those moments that we've been through that we look back and like, that was the hardest moment. That was the most difficult moment of my mm-hmm. life. And then we look back and we take that into you know, the next difficulties of life. Cause there's always going to be difficulties for oh, the yeah. rest of our life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But we take that and we apply it to the next one. Like, well, that's why it's important. I, I to remember, trust. like you look. Yeah. I remember what God did. I exactly. remember. I reminisce on what God did and how He helped me, and then it gives you that like energy boost. Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep trusting. Yeah, because I remember what He did. I'm gonna stay faithful. I'm gonna keep trusting. I don't care what happens. I'm gonna keep trusting because right. I saw what He did before, exactly. and I know He's gonna keep doing and, it. And and not that just you'll stay faithful, but remembering that He's faithful. Yes, that would that's been and that's a con a continuous lesson for me even now, 
mm-hmm. you know, even now when I, you know, go to my, my secret place and I'm, I'm talking to God and I'm just like, God, I remember you. I remember what you've done. I believe you. Yes. Like not only do I believe in you, but I believe who you are. Yes. I believe that you're going to do what you said that you will do, that you'll mm-hmm. fulfill your promises. And I remember, and I know God that you're faithful mm-hmm. yeah. and that's, that for me has been like the driving force. Yes. So once all of those, all of those surgeries happened, it felt like so much, you know, I, I felt compelled at that point too, to really work on my active lifestyle and really start getting into fitness Mm. and really start getting into, you know what, you need to take care of your body. Mm -hmm. You need to start getting into better nutrition habits and, you know, I was never overweight or anything like that, thank God. But I was just like, you know, this is time. This is the time to take yeah. care of myself. And that really that really play, has played a big part in how I'm standing right now. Right. That's beautiful, Kim. Thank you for sharing that. Cause, yeah. And just the way that you're talking about it, it, it really shows how difficult this is. It's, it's, it's not just a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that this conversation paints the picture to people yeah. so they know how difficult this was, what a struggle it was. And like you said, raising, um, bringing awareness to it so other females can see if maybe they should go to Dr. Ford or boyfriends or husbands can right. let their significant other know, hey, maybe... Yeah, you maybe you're, maybe you're wondering, wow, is this normal? No, it's not normal. Exactly. Maybe your period pain, your yeah. cycle is not normal. And it's normal. okay to challenge what you've already heard right. from a doctor. It's like you you can't, you know, at the end of the of the day, nobody can tell you how you're feeling. Right. And that's been, you know, something that's been like an uphill battle too. When somebody would say, oh, that's, you know, that's nothing. That's yeah, just period yeah, pain. Just, you know, that's just cramps. Like it's not, it's It's not much more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So Kim life after endometriosis, you said, um, you started working on your fitness Mm -hmm. and then we know you do the marathons and you worked on your nutrition. So, so let us know how's life after endometriosis pain management, what you've changed, like, you know, what's your, maybe like a routine that you have now. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I can't even say like life after endometriosis just because it's still there. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's one of those diseases that, that, um, doesn't go away or Living doesn't have, it. yeah, it doesn't have a, a cure necessarily. Got um, but since then, um, I've taken really a, a hard look at like how my lifestyle could benefit like how an active lifestyle could benefit me so um that's when I started I started running I started um minimizing my meat intake I was vegetarian pescatarian Mm. for almost four years I still don't eat chicken I I mean that you felt that that's helped you I I definitely have reaped the benefits of that great yeah yeah about that off podcast because I think I would benefit from that too (laughs) seriously chicken is I don't know what it is about meat that's really interfering with things. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it could be the hormones that are injected in. Yeah, it could be, for me, it's like really just like my taste buds have changed over the years too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. I've also um, tried to get better at drinking a lot of water. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah they, sure. w- you were mentioning the, the heating pads and stuff like that, that earlier. Helps me so much. Yeah. I also really 
I, I really benefited from just like really hard, hot water pressure showers. Mm. Yes, me too. Yeah. Like that, that for helps me, me a lot too. it's very distracting. Like for like mm-hmm. when you're in pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, since then, I mean, I'm not running any races currently. Mm-hmm. I still run, mm-hmm. um, but distance running is always going to be a part of my blood. Beast. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I, I, I did it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that I like my body has changed a lot. My Absolutely. endurance has changed a lot since then. And my, my pain has been very, very minimal, minimal since then. Um, but I'm still working out. I work Good. out five or six times a week. I, that's nice. a lot for, for a lot of people, but I just think that if people move daily, um, whether it's walking, whether it's running, jogging, any sort of movement. Um, mm-hmm. if you can lift some weights, that's even good. I'm a very, very big advocate for an active lifestyle yeah. when it comes to sicknesses or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's really important. Your body is so strong. You really don't know what you're capable mm. of. Yeah until you put it to the test and um yeah you really need to also monitor like the types of things you're eating try not to have limit your processed foods like i love pizza i'm a pizza person so exactly yeah i know right i think it's a bethlehem church thing (laughs) i know and i just bethlehem i just drank i just it is shout out to danny's pizza oh my god i I was just gonna say i just drank the danny's kool-aid because i was fighting (laughs) it oh my god leffert's boulevard that pesto slice bro oh my god with the red sauce with the red sauce oh man i was just gonna say that i drank the danny's kool-aid because i was i was fighting it really hard Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah but no they're good one bite and it's just different it's very different it is very different but yeah but just you know that has definitely changed like it completely transformed my body physically but also you know like like spiritually as well like you know when you're having like you know when you're spiritually fed also Mm -hmm. and you know all of those things they all interact with one another Mm -hmm. and it's it's just really important so everybody is very different so that's like another thing that i want to like kind of stress like everybody's Mm -hmm. situation is different everybody's bodies are different so you know what works for me may not work for the other you know person so i don't want to say like go run a marathon and you'll, right. you'll feel better. Your endometriosis will be cured. Right, will right. Be cured. Right. But um, I definitely highly recommend, you know, just living an active lifestyle, living and taking care of your body. So active lifestyle for the physical, nutritional intake for the physical. Walk us through some maybe spiritual pointers for someone who's dealing with this because it can be, you know, depressing anxiety mm-hmm. pain anytime you're dealing with physical pain it can really bring you down and yeah. pull you away from god so yeah. what did you do practically to grow closer to god what, what did you do personally definitely i have to say that the importance of having um spiritual and fellow believers in your life that can pour into you that can pray over you that can pray with you i personally thank God from my mom who's prayer warrior to the max. Yeah. She would I would wake up and my mom would be speaking in tongues, praying for me praying over, over you, you know, mom. at six AM. And that's the type you need people like that in your life, whether it's in your immediate family, whether it's people in your church. You need a community. Yes. And it's important to share. Mm. I found that that was something that I I used to feel a little bit like belittled and a little bit um 
like shy to share that and maybe ashamed well, yeah, I was gonna because say. Of, the, of the pain and to mm. share about what was going on with mm. me. But when I finally, when I finally did, I shared it with my, my church friends at the time and they were able to pour into me. They were able to pray over me. Also, she, you know, Amazing. my mom knew what was going on with me. Um, I also highly recommend getting into the word, which is, it sounds like redundant and mm-hmm. it sounds like something that we hear all the time. Mm-hmm. But it is so effective. So when you say the word for some of our listeners who may not be church people, mm-hmm. what, what does that mean? Get into the Bible, get mm-hmm. into the scripture, get into, you know, the Psalms, get into the Proverbs, which is very big on women. It's, you know, get into it, um, you know, read it, let it receive it and, and let it like pour over your life in a sense. Like, remember that God has a plan. Remember that God doesn't want us to suffer but he said that we will suffer so you know certain things are are out of our control but we have to remember that god is in control and god is taking care of the situation um another thing is that i highly recommend worship music and i know that this is like again this may not be a lot of people's cup of tea they may not like listening to worship music I personally, I sing and I, you know, grew up singing in church and, you know, like you mentioned before, like I, I'm singing on the worship team. That has been such a breakthrough for me when I have been in pain and, and and just Mm. like singing to God, praising God, worshiping God, like that is so important to, for, for breakthroughs to happen and doing it with a pure heart, doing it like coming to God with like, you know, that pure heart and just saying, you know, I, even if you don't know a lot, even if you mm-hmm. don't, you know, if you didn't grow up in church, if you didn't, you know, that's, it's really important to, to kind of like, you can humble yourself and God loves when we humble ourselves before him. So yeah, those are some, some pointers. That's awesome. Community, prayer, uh, getting into God's word. Yeah worship music and of course you can find tons of worship music online and there's so many different types genres genres yeah yeah Yeah. so thanks for sharing this is crazy like we can talk no i was gonna say hours literally talking for like the next two hours i really love but i think we covered so much yeah i think the content that we covered is going to be so helpful to a lot of people yeah uh our listeners and um man this has been great this was awesome this has been amazing this has been awesome so we will probably see you again. Uh, we would love to have you back, honestly, because we have marathon running to talk about. And there's a marathon that you ran with like a broken foot or something. Yeah, I had a fractured. Right. A fractured. And she finished. We didn't even get into that because I'm trying to stick oh to the point. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, maybe when we do a segment on physical fitness. Oh, yeah, have I would you. love definitely have you to. Back. I would love to. Yeah, she's a beast. beast. She's out of control. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you guys are too kind. So, Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for not holding back. And because of your words and your experience, I know that this is going to lift up so many people. We have a lot yeah. of listeners out there in the community, uh, young adults, students, and uh, I'm excited. So Real Life NYC, where we talk all things spirituality, leadership, and personal growth. Thank you so much. Kimberly Joy, thank you so much. Justine, thanks for having me. And Stevenson in the house and all our real life listeners. We will see you next time. Peace out. Bye, guys. Bye.